What's up? What's up, you guys? It's your girl, Morgie M. It's your girl, Ashley Lee. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded very, um, what is it? The It's like jockey. It's, it's Yeah, like a disc jockey. Yes, the yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, good. Because that's what I was going for. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of YA at Heart. We have started a new book. Oh, no. Oh, my oh, no. God. Where is Cassie and Nesta? They'll be back. Where is Poppy and Castile? <sighs> They'll be back. Where is okay, Elena and the Darkling? It's Alina. Alina. Alina? Yes. Alina Starkov. Why the fuck did I read that as Elena? Because you keep fucking up these names. <laughs> I don't blame you, though, because I did the same thing. It's kind of what we're known for. Yeah. Um, I am once again asking that you follow us on social media, IG and TikTok at YA at Heart Podcast, Twitter at YA at Heart Pod. And don't forget to check out the YA merch store. Yes. My hoodie came. Y'all, the hoodie looks fantastic. The size is too big. I ordered a size too big on purpose because I was like, oh, you know, maybe it'll fit perfectly. Um, it's a little big, but I love it. It's going to be really snuggly for the fall and the winter. It looks amazing. I got to buy one. I got to buy Thank one. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. So go buy our stuff. Yes. If you love us. We have read the first 58 pages of The Wrath and the Dawn by Renee Adie. I'm assuming that's how you say it. Yeah. Adie. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think so. And we have started a brand new Enemies to Lovers adventure. I love it. I love Enemies to Lovers. It's the best type of book. Oh, it's literally my favorite trope. And I'll fight anybody else who tries to tell me it's not. (laughs) It is superior. So we got into it. Uh, We have new characters. We have a new adventure. We have new drama. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Whole new drama. And I believe we have a map right in the front. The country is called Corazon. That's how I was saying it when I was reading it. I was like, Corazon? Okay. And we jump right into it with a very interesting prologue. Yeah. And it's from the point of view of Jalal, I believe his name is. Jalal and his father. Yeah. Um, His father is pretty much the general. Correct, correct. Of their armies. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Jalal is his son. And they're talking about how it won't be a welcome dawn when the sun rises. People will rejoice you know, in the city because it's raining and stuff like that. But little do they know, like last night, somebody died. I was a little confused with that because like, I don't know, were pe- will people rejoice and then like not know that somebody had to die in order for for the rain to For come? it to rain. Okay, yes, girl. I wanted to talk about that because that's exactly how it sounded. It sounded right? like, and especially at the end yeah. where they're like, their king did something and whatever he did, he took a life that he wasn't supposed to take. And somebody told him for the one life that you took, you owe me a hundred lives. Yeah. Yeah. One life to offer to one dawn. And should you fail, but a single time, I will take from you everything, your dreams, your your city, your kingdom, all of your people. And so what I'm thinking is he did have to kill somebody in order to keep the blessings upon his okay. kingdom. Okay. Like he has to sacrifice somebody for the life that he took. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know what this dude got into, but he's repaying some type of blood debt. The thing is, is like what I found interesting was that the prologue wasn't from, because obviously this guy has, I would assume this guy is the main character later on. We do find out he is 
one of the main characters. But like, I thought it was interesting that the prologue was from secondary characters' point of views. Yeah. So like, Jalal and his dad are having a conversation, but it's being said as if you're a third party watching them have this or listening in on this conversation. And I was like, oh, this is, this is different. I was like, that this. It's interesting, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I actually really liked it. And then we get on into the other chapters and we actually find out that these chapters do have different people's points of view. Yes. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That was interesting. Yeah. Like our main character, uh, Shaharazad, mm-hmm. aka Shazi, mm-hmm. she is the main character who's going to, um, you know, marry the... Well, we'll get into that. She is the main, main character. And so is Khalid, who is the king. But we also get perspectives from her sister, her best friend, from Jalal, from um, one of the other people in the palace, which I thought was really interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same. Because I like yeah. that. All, yeah. I like that all way round thing where like, all right, it's not just from the two main characters point of view because they can be kind of biased sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was interesting to to like read up to what where we read and like have different people who are a part of these characters' lives have their say on, like, what they view or how they view this This is happening. Yeah. And we find out, too, that they have their own shit going on that adds to the story. Everybody's fucked up. No, dead ass. <laughs> um, and also, we didn't mention before either, these chapters, they are not numbered. No. They only have names. Yeah. So that's why we said we're reading... Um, Page one to page 58. The first chapter is named Meditations on Gossamer and Gold. This is where we meet our badass female MC, Shahrazad, a.k.a. Shazi. Let's first off, let's talk about the character real quick. (laughs) Because first off, she's extremely beautiful. And then she isn't your average like docile damsel, it seems. So it was really interesting to watch or to read her interactions with a bunch of people so far and i was like damn yeah she's willing to go back and forth with anybody she does not care who you are exactly like the servants are trying to get her ready for the the ceremony because she has offered herself to be married to the king khalid knowing what the outcome is going to be yeah. it means her demise her death yeah so like okay so reading the prologue we already knew that a life was taken and that life automatically like once it was sacrificed the rain happened and everybody would rejoice in the streets, right? So I don't know if this is years down the line. I'm assuming it's years down the line because they say that the king at that time of that prologue was 18. Yeah, um, I think I think they said it was 18. And they also said that um, it would it would break him. Yeah. Like Jalal was like, you don't understand. It, this is going to break him. So I believe it might have been somewhat recently because he's still 18. When oh, okay, Shaharazad okay. meets him. Okay. Uh, well, at least I, I think so. I think okay. he's, yeah, because she mentions it. He's still 18 when Shazi meets him. But I think that, you know, the life that he took, it might have been like maybe in his, in earlier in that year or maybe 17 on the cusp of 18. Okay. So maybe so this would have been, like, maybe that life would have been one of the first lives he, he had to yes, take. I think. And that, so he hadn't. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Because as we read and we meet him. The demeanor is of somebody who's kind of like detached. So this is why I thought, okay, maybe this is way, way later down the line. But we have to think too, because every night he marries someone new and every morning 
they're dead. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. So, and yeah. It, this is, even if it has only been a year, that's a lot, a lot of lot. deaths. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, but still, like, even having to do that to, like, three people, 15 people, 50 people. Correct. That's a lot. That's right. a lot to take on. And so he's like, I don't want to get attached to these people. I don't want to learn anything about them because I'm just going to have to end up sacrificing them, you know? And it's going to hurt that much more. Um, okay. So we meet Shazi um, and she's getting ready to like basically go to her wedding. Like this is her ceremony. This, this is the wedding. She's becoming uh, the, I think they're called like the Khalifa or something like that. Kali- the Khalif's wife? Yeah. So I think you add an A. Or- Oh, do they call her Khalifa? I think it's like oh, a okay. Khalifa or something. So like basically she's mm, becoming okay. queen, right? To his king. But obviously everybody doesn't expect that she'll make it with that. The servants are like trying or the handmaidens are like trying to get her to look pretty. And like he like gifted her a necklace and she immediately is like, I don't put necklaces on. That's a no. Yeah. She's like, I don't wear necklaces. <laughs> and they're like, but my queen, like my lady, they, he wants you to wear the necklace. And she's like, what does it matter? What is he going to do? Kill me? Yo. And all of them are like. <gasps> Yo, but like, she has a point. She has a point. She also explains why she's there. Shiva. Yeah. Her best friend Shiva was yeah. one of the girls that was offered up to yeah. Khalid to marry. And she also ended up dead. So Shazi is there to get her full revenge. Right. For her friend. Her, her best friend. Exactly. She has a plan. She's sticking to it. Mm-hmm. And she's like, nothing is going to deter me from this. I will survive the night. I will get like on his good side and then I will end him. Facts. No, she's like, de- she is determined. Girl. She's determined. Uh, we do meet her dad. Her dad. Yes. He, his name is Jahandar. Jahandar? I think it's, J- yeah, Jahandar. Jahandar. Um, and she calls him Baba, which I think is so cute. Uh, but he obviously knows... You know, she's about to sacrifice herself. He comes in. He he wants to see his daughter for the last time. Also, he performs magic. Okay. That's what that was because I was so confused. It was magic. Yeah. I was so confused. Like, she was like, I was watching him with the flower, watching what uh, would happen. And he wilted the flower. Yeah, but he didn't intend to wilt the flower. That was accidental. What it sounded like to me as I was reading it was he wanted to perform some type of magic trick for her in regards to the flower. And he oh, accidentally okay. made the flower wilt. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay, that makes much more sense because I was just like, "What? What are we? What are we? What are we doing here?" She also has a sister. How do you say Irsa? Irsa. Irsa. I think it's Irsa. Um, but she's older, so she's like basically she didn't want her little sister to see her in this whole situation. But oh, one of the best things was so after she says bye to her father, she like. Starts the procession, right, to the wedding. And this is when it really hits her. Like, she's like, oh, my God, like, I'm really about to do this. I'm really about to to marry this this king who's a murderer. He kills all the women he marries. This monster. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, she stops. And the guards are like, you know, my lady, we, we have to... We have to go. We, and she's like, yeah. she's like, he can wait. I was like, girl. Right? I was like, Let, let's go, queen. I was like, okay. <laughs> okay. The chapter basically ends with her getting up on the uh, dais. Mm-hmm. They meet each other for the first time face to face. And this girl has enough venom in her. If looks could kill. Like, At the same time, she does know that he's good looking. She does. She's like, but that's besides the point. I'm like, oh, oh girl. Okay. Okay. Girl, <laughs> I smell a conflict arising. 
Um, and she is determined, and she says at the very end of the chapter, make no mistake, I swear I will live to see as many sunsets as it takes, and I will kill you with my own hands. And that's like a promise to her, I'm assuming for like her friend and for everybody else that he has killed. Yeah, I mean, he's he's killed a lot of fucking people. Yeah, yeah, this is, I don't see how this is going to work out very well. Neither do I. But. <laughs> <laughs> um. So then we move on to... Technically chapter two, and this one's called Only One. Um, and this mm-hmm. one, we actually meet a whole nother group of people, which was interesting yeah. because we had just left our heroine and now we're moving on to a whole new group of people, but it, they turn out to know her. Yes, and a whole different POV. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. You can't just leave me like that on red and then move over to the next person. I like it though. It reminds me of that Game of Thrones vibe. Oh yeah. Where you're following somebody and then you switch over to like the next couple of uh, main characters. So Mm -hmm. I really like that. Yeah. So this one, in this chapter, we meet Tyreek and his falcon, Zariah. Zariah. And his best friend. And his best friend. But I say the falcon because it was like the falcon had her own little like... They they like... No, yeah. The falcon had her own storyline, had her own attitude and everything. Yeah. Um, Wait, his friend's name is Raheem? Yeah, his friend's name is Raheem. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I, I'm having trouble with certain names. They're like, and I don't want to fuck them no, up. No, girl. It's no, I don't want to fuck them up either. And unfortunately, you know, Ashley and I are super, super busy. So it's like, we're going to look it up. We're going to look it up. And then we come to record and we're like, oh, shit. Oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> we forgot to look this up. Um, so if you guys know that we're not saying the names correctly again, please, 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 please let us let know. Let us know. Yeah. But at this point, we do meet. Like Ashley said, Tariq and Rahim. And Shazi actually sent Tariq's family a letter telling them what she was going to do. This is when we find out that they're all friends. They're all in the same friend group. And Shazi's best friend, Shiva, who was killed by Khalid, is actually Tariq's cousin. Yes. So that's how they all knew each other. And they basically kind of grew up, became friends. And we actually find out, like, as the story, as this chapter progresses, that... Shari, Shari, oh my God, I'm going to have the hardest time with her name. Shaharazad. But her nickname is... Shazi. Shazi. <laughs> um, yeah. I, don't, I don't know why. Okay, but like, essentially, what we realize is Tariq and Shazi actually have something. They had something. So like, in this chapter, it's kind of insinuated that like, there might have been a little more to them than just friendship. Oh, yeah, baby... Baby boy is in love with her. Oh, definitely. Baby boy is in love. And you could tell because even (laughs) the friend is even making fun of him. He's saying that like the Falcon is just like her and like they're just, they're each their own independent woman. The only thing they have in common is him. And like, it's just, it's really funny. And like, obviously you could just see the brotherly bond between him and his best friend. You could see that they tease each other and you could tell that like whatever type of friendship was had was like an easygoing one. Even though Tyreek is of a um, a high status. Yes, that was another thing, yeah. So his son, his dad is, what did they say his dad is? He's, his dad is, in, is an emir. Yeah. Which is a Muslim ruler. Yeah. So he is the son of the emir. Um, and also bringing up his dad, oh my God, you can tell how bad Tyreek has it for Shazi. Oh gosh. Because when his dad read the letter, he was like, listen, Tyreek, there's nothing that can be done. You should let go. Basically, like, it's a lost cause. Yeah. It's best to move on. And Tariq told his daddy, respectfully, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was... He's gonna go get his woman. He really was. No, like, he he tore the letter out of his father's hand. He, like, went ahead and read it himself. And he was just kind of like, 
nah, this isn't, mm, we're going to stop this. And they're trying to tell him, they're like, no, the ceremony was tonight. And she's not going to make it. Nah. And there's nothing that can be done. And he's like, no, I don't accept that. No, no, no. That's where we end and we move into chapter three, which hmm. is called The, the Veil, Veil Between. Between. Now, girl. <laughs> right away. Right away with the enemies to lovers tension. It was, I did not enjoy this. I did not enjoy this. You did it? No, it irked the fuck out of me. Like, okay. Because I enjoy enemies to lovers in like, uh, oh, this is kind of a forbidden attraction. Or I love you, but I hate that I like you. Or like, I this love- This is a forbidden attraction. I know. But like, I'm, what I'm saying is like, I love you, but like, I hate that I love you. Or like, I want to touch you, but I hate that I want to touch you. You know what I mean? And like- Oh, so you want to go back to reading uh, Crow Prince. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> That was what the cruel press was missing. It was missing the, the yeah. heated touches and the heated like, oh, uh, you know. It was missing a connection of any goddamn thing, but that's the <laughs> plot. It was missing a good plot. No, let me stop. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, shit. Anyway. So in this in the beginning, she's waiting for him to show up to her chambers. And then yeah. she like thinks she's like, oh shit, I didn't think this far ahead. I didn't think, what if he never shows up? Then we have a big, big ass problem. problem. Correct. <laughs> but he does show up and okay. She calls him Sayidi. Sayidi? Or is it Sa? Is it Sayidi? Sayidi. I thought it was Sayidi. I'm assuming this is like a nickname. I think it's like your majesty. Because but because other people call him Sayidi as well. Ah, okay, got you. So yeah, he does show up to her um, chambers. They have a little bit of small talk, basically. She t- tells him that her father was actually a vizier for his father, but a low-ranking yes. vizier. And then he asks her the question that everybody wants to know. Why did you volunteer? And um, like she doesn't answer because I'm, she can't answer. She can't be like, well, I volunteered to kill the fuck out of you. Like she can't. <laughs> I'm here to kill right? you. Like, she can't answer. <laughs> so basically she just kind of toes around it and he's just like oh like are you lured into marrying a king thinking you'll be the one to change this entire situation like she's like i'm not dumb right right (laughs) she's like come on now i'm stupid (laughs) right and then this is when we find out that she's just 16 she's just 16 yeah that's crazy so baby girl has already like lived through some trauma at the tender age of 16, 16 and is already ready to risk her life. Risk it all. Trying to end his. She's ready to risk it all. <laughs> yes. Now, an important thing about this chapter, she chose to take off her necklace and he catches her hand. Yeah. And then he's like, no. No, don't take it off. You know, leave it. I wonder, does the necklace you think have to do with something? I don't know how to phrase it. Like, do you think the necklace, if she takes it off or tries to take it off, will it escalate, I guess, what's about to happen? Like him killing her? Oh, I don't or know. Will it, or if she takes it off, is she going to be safe from his wrath? Oh, you think, okay, you think the necklace might like... In- I think it might have something to do with the... Um, the killing. Like if, once she puts it on, she's marked. Right, right, right. right something right. like that. She's marked as his, as his kill. Right. But maybe if she takes it off, prematurely or if she just takes it off in general mm-hmm. then you know she's safe from him or from that i don't know it was just like it was an interesting scene where he's like no don't take no it off. but i get what you're saying because it was noted twice like in the beginning they yeah the, the handmaidens are like oh here's a necklace from the king blah blah, blah whatever and 
now when she's about to like be like, all right, well, let's consummate this marriage. Like, let's make it legit. Right, right. So I was like, mm, something's not right with that necklace. As we move on, this is where we're getting more of her resolve of like, all right, I'm doing this. Like, whatever it takes, I'm doing it. And um, at this point, this is when she decides, okay, well, whatever it takes also includes consummating the marriage. So let me go ahead and take off this robe. We then switch to her sister's point of view. Yes. Her younger sister, Isra. Mm-hmm. Or Irsa. Sorry, Irsa. Irsa. And she's waiting for their dad to come back to, I believe, their, their house or whatever, because they're skipping town. Like Shazi told them, I'm going to kill the king. You need to get the fuck out of Dodge. Right, exactly. Yeah. And um, her father finally shows up, but he's clutching this book. And when Irsa asks about it, he swiftly diverts her attention Correct. to another topic. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, what is this? Is it something that could help Shazi? Is it something that she left behind specifically for them? The funny thing is, is the sister's not stupid. She made note. Like, she was like... She's not, yeah. She's like, even though her dad tried to, like, divert her, she was like... Like, she still noted he never answered the question. Exactly. So... So, I know that that book... That book has, that book has to be something that's up to no good, but maybe it'll help. Right, right. Um, so, yeah. then we move on to the next chapter, and this one's called The Mountain of Adamant. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is basically the continuation of what she started, and, like... Neither one of them enjoyed it. And I was just like, okay. <laughs> because, because, girl, he killed her best friend. I'm like, and he's also detached because he's like, she's not going to last past tonight. So it was a very, like, detached thing that they had to do to Like, you know, she get says that it. it was almost like he was very, I don't want to say mechanical. But no, no, he was. Yeah. That's and she's she, like, he didn't take any says. pleasure in it at all. Like, except for what is just a natural reaction, essentially. And I was just like- And she was like, good. I don't want you to have any pleasure. If my (laughs) vagina had teeth, you'd be dead. Like that movie, that movie called Teeth. Yes, yes. Um, So after that, they go and sit on the the couch. Again, he's like, girl, why are you acting like you're not afraid to die? Right. I don't get it. And then she's like, I want to tell you a story. Oh. Page 32, right? Yeah. And she's like, I'll tell you a story. You sit and listen. When I'm finished with the tale, I'll answer your question. Because again, she's not answering his question of why she really came here. Yeah. She asks him, do you agree to the terms, Sayyidi? And he says, fine, I agree. You may begin. Is this a binding deal? Oh. (laughs) So that he cannot kill her. That's, I might be reading too much into it, but... He really wants to know, like, why she's here. He's yeah. fascinated. Yeah. Right? And she's like, oh, yeah, I'll tell you when I'm finished my story. Right. We further learn later in the chapter, because she's telling him the story, that she doesn't intend to finish it tonight. She leaves him on a cliffhanger. So I'm like, okay, is it not only the fact that he wants to hear the story, but also maybe, like, he entered a magical deal with her so he can't, like, dispose of her until the story is done? That would be... Or am I just reading way too much into this? No, I think that would be super interesting, but I think it... I don't think it's a binding contract in that way. I think it's human curiosity. I think Mm, it's human curiosity for him. And so this keeps him on the edge of a seat. Now, while she has his attention, she's looking above him at the window and she's watching the sun come up. So she timed this shit to a T because she knew at... 
at dawn, I think, at sunrise, she was going to die. That was the whole plan. Right. So when she gets to one of the best parts out of the story, she immediately stops. And he is like, why'd you stop? Right. He's like, you may continue. Right. And she's like, oh, but I can't. You see, it's sunrise now and you have something to do and I have to go march to to my death. Yeah, exactly. But if you'd like, I can definitely save the rest of the story for tonight. Mm -hmm. And he's like, bitch, was this your plan the whole time? (laughs) No, seriously. He's like, this is a tactic. You tricked me. Um, But then she's like basically telling him, I mean, and he tells her like, you said you understood your life is forfeit. Like that was clear from the very beginning. And what she comes back at him, I sat and I was like, damn girl. Cause like she comes back and she's she's like, She comes back and she's like, all of our lives are forfeit. It is just a question of when. And I would like one more day. Shazi is a G, bro. He just tells her one. So she has one more day of life to figure out how to kill this man. Oh, my God. It was it was stressful because I thought he was going to say no. And I was like, well, damn, where's the rest of the book? Right. Because I was like, oh, shit. We have a whole escape. bunch of other characters. Yeah. We have a whole bunch of other characters that will come to adventure. So. Yeah. Yeah. So then. The next chapter is called Despina and the Rob Raj Rajput. Rajput, yeah. yeah. Basically, after this, she's gone to sleep. She wakes up to a bunch of like slamming and clattering or whatever and stuff. And it's that uh, is the most annoying yeah, shit ever. Yeah. It's a handmaiden, and she comes over and she's basically like, "Oh, I'm like your lady in waiting," type of thing. Before she says that, though, like there's some banter that goes oh, on between Despina and Shazi. They hate each other. And Despina's like, hmm, so you're the one that survived the night. Girl. Hmm. Girl. <laughs> Despina's like, she don't give two shits. She don't give two shits. She is like, all right. Yeah. And then she actually tells, well, she mentioned, Shazi mentions before we get to this point that this woman is Greek. Yeah. And she also brings up Zeus. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, you're not from this, this specific country. You're not yeah. from this territory. And she's supposed to be like a handmaiden and an ally, I guess, of the king. She's mm-hmm. the king's spy. Mm-hmm. And she actually tells Shazi, I'm his spy. I'm like, where did you, do you have something to do with the curse? That was my first instinct. I'm like, I think maybe you're the woman that cursed him. Mm. Okay. But I don't know, because she also says like, I'd like to see you succeed. Yeah, like she's she's like flip not I don't want to say flip floppy, but like I can't decipher her. Like I can't figure her out. She at what right, like which is why I don't trust her. One minute she's fighting with her and they're going back and forth and having banter or whatever. And the next minute she's like, I want you to succeed. I want you to survive. Right. I'm like, That's bitch, why I'm like, pick a side. What do you want? Mm-mm. I don't trust it. I don't trust it. And the funny thing is going to be like probably towards the end, she's probably the only person that we could trust. But <laughs> as of right now, I don't fucking trust her. Yeah, no. Shazi's also bestowed with a bodyguard, Ooh. the Rajput. Yep, Rajput. And he is really trying to keep an eye on her. He doesn't speak. He just grunts. Yes. And he's also <laughs> said to be the um, best swordsman. The king's second. <laughs> Like, yeah. And she's like, well, that really puts a fucking monkey wrench in my plans Bad. to kill him. <laughs> I was like, oh, girl, we're going to need another plan. She's trying her we're hardest. And plans. she's just, she's coming against certain things. And she's like, shit. Right. I was like, baby girl, we might need to abort mission Bad. and get somebody else leave. in here. You need to leave. <laughs> right. Um, that brings us into chapter six called Draw Weight. Oh. And the three musketeers are roaming around the castle. Oh, I like that for them. The three musketeers. <laughs> 
because they are not friends. No, they definitely aren't. Um, they're letting her roam around the castle, check stuff out, and they come across these gardens, which are described as, oh my God, beautiful. so beautiful. More, more beautiful than the spring court when we first liked the spring court. And then she comes upon the training grounds. Oh, girl. And Despina immediately was like, you ain't slick. I know exactly what you're yes! doing. You're trying to find Khalid. She's like, no, no, I'm not. Like, she wanted to see Khalid practicing to see what his weak spots were right. so she could strike. Yep. But boy ain't there. No, but then she sticks around. And I think this is when they run into Jalal. Yeah, this is when they run into him. Mm-hmm. They run into Jalal. And immediately Jalal flirts with her a little bit. And she, in the back of her head, she's like, oh, he's... Okay. Oh my god! I was like, "Are you not afraid of getting your 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 shit wrecked? Like you don't you can't flirt with the queen." So from there, he introduces himself. They have a decent banter between them, and then mm-hmm. she asks him to teach her how to shoot a bow and arrow. Yes. And he like is looking at her, and he's like, "Well, why do you want to shoot a bow and arrow?" And she's like, "Well, it's my last day on this earth." But reading we come to realize she already knows how to fucking use a bow and arrow because Tyreek has told her and Jalal comes to realize that too because she wasn't slick she wasn't slick that's what happened so like she immediately like instinct takes over and she immediately starts doing what Tyreek had had like basically taught her to do Jalal's looking at her he's like ah you know more than you're like Uh he's like she's like no no they're gonna know (laughs) I was like this is not it they're gonna know exactly why I'm here. Right. <laughs> also, can I just say side note or side note? I like Jalal. Me too. From the prologue, we knew that he was close with Khalid as well. Yeah. And it's continued again when Shazi is asking him questions while he's trying to quote unquote teach her, teach her how to use the bow. Yeah. Jalal was was his was so Kali had an older brother, and Jalal yes. was his older brother's best friend, and so they all grew up together. And then, of course, they don't. I don't think they go into much detail on how Hassan died. They don't go into much detail, but they do say that, you know, basically his whole family is gone. Yeah. His mom and his dad and his brother. So he had to assume the role of king at 14 years old. Yeah, which, which is why she called him boy king. So what ends up happening is Jalal is like telling her all of this stuff. And she, in the back of her head, is like, no. I don't want to hear any of this. I don't want any sympathy for like this monster. He can read it all over her face. Yeah, he's like, oh, all right, all right. Um, he tells her, can I ask a favor of you? And he basically says, he is my king. I remember the boy he was quite fondly. The broken creature he is now, I'm tired of it. Will you help me fix it? That's what he asks her. Yes. And she's looking and at like, him like, what the fuck? Right. And in return, he's like, and I'll keep your secret about not knowing how to use a bow and arrow. Yo, this girl. Wink, wink. Listen, I like her. I like her feistiness. I like her spunk. But like, if you're going to kill somebody, you need a better plan. You need a better plan. Yes, a way better plan. You, you came in hot, girl. Right. You came in too hot. Co- hot Back to Black Widow training camp you go. Yes, that's what she really needed, <laughs> the Black Widow training camp. But at this point, too, when he's talking to her, asking her for this favor, he is super close to her face. Yes. Like so, inches so away from her face. The issue arises because Khalid is standing across the courtyard and he sees it all. <laughs> I was like, damn. I was like, oh. And he looks his he like he's literally there staring at them and she can't tell the expression on his face, but she knows it's not good. She's like, oh shit. She's like, I might not even make it the end of the hour. Like <laughs> he was he was standing across the courtyard, like, gotcha, bitch. <laughs> that right there. That's what we're gonna kill you for. 
Oh, treason. So yeah, that's <laughs> that's where we end on page 58. The first, uh, what was it? Six chapters? The first six chapters. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Already, I am very invested in Shazi's story and how exactly she is going to formulate this new plan to kill this man. Oh my God. And I can't wait to see the part where it all unravels even. I, I'm excited to understand more about the curse. Why does he mm, need to yes, kill these women? Yes. I also want to learn a little bit more about like his background and like his early yeah. years. Because if he had to become king at 14, like there had to have been a lot of shit to go down in those, you know, in that age gap or whatever. Um, yeah, because it should have been his brother, but he lost all of his family in the span of a year. Right, right, exactly. Also, isn't that suspicious, though? The entire family? It is suspicious. It is suspicious. That's why I, one of my predictions is I'm assuming that that may have something to do surrounding the curse. Mm. I'm not sure. Okay. Um, But I'm assuming, like, I think that he killed somebody that was very important to someone else. Mm, Okay. And so it's like, okay, I'm going to take your father. I'm going to take your mother. I'm going to take your brother. There's nobody else in the world that you care about. I'm going to rob you of love and joy for the rest of your life. Right. Every woman that you try to marry, you have to sacrifice her to me. But the, 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 he, isn't that interesting, though? Because, like, he never, he's not, if this continues, he's never going to have an heir. This man will never have an heir to his throne. I think that's the point. It's crazy. Um, I don't really, I don't really have much predictions right now because I'm still trying to, like, figure some shit out. And I mean, like, Besides the obvious, which is Terry making his way to go get, to go rescue this girl, I don't really, <laughs> I don't really have much other than that. Um, but like, like I said, I'm I'm just really interested in like how did the curse come to be? Why cursed him specifically, or was it the family themselves that were cursed? And then like, right. in regards to her dad and that book and the magic that he he like did. I'm just curious because there's a... Did you read ahead? No. I'm talking about the magic he did when he gave her the flower. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, yeah, when oh, he gave okay. her the flower. No, <laughs> but like also a line in there that we didn't say was when she was talking about... Because she's talked to Desp- Despina about her dad. And Despina's yeah, like... Despina's like, yeah, your dad was a vizier and then he became crazy after your mother died and then he became a librarian. That's how Despina like pulls it out. And she's, like, looking at her, obviously upset about it, but, like, it makes me sit and wonder. I'm like, okay, so her mother died. Her dad immediately got kicked out of his position as a vizier. Like, and he has this book that he obviously didn't tell her sister about or didn't want to mention to her sister. And he plays, he obviously, like, messes around with magic if he was, like, trying to provide her with a rose or whatever, whatever he was trying to do in the beginning. So I'm wondering if, like, there's way more in regards to, like, the situation with her dad. And that? Oh, definitely. Definitely. And I'm hoping that we get a, a chapter or a couple chapters from his perspective yeah. as well so we can see exactly what's, what's going, going on with him. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, I don't know what to call it. A, a love square? Is there going to be a love square between <laughs> Tariq, Shazi, Jalal, and Khalid? Mm. You think Jalal would go that route? You think he would be like, all right, let me. I mean, he's not afraid of he's not afraid of addressing his king by name. He's not afraid of being like mere inches away from the queen's face. Yeah. Like to the point where, you know, if they just a little Moved bit closer, little they'll bit. kiss. Right, right, right. Yes. Like obviously he's a risky gamble. Yeah. 
Uh, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, that reminds me of a um a book I just read. I think that maybe he doesn't quite care or maybe he's playing a game. Like, I don't know. I don't know if any of these people can be trusted. See, I think that's the whole point of coming into this. Because like in the beginning, we're coming in and we only trust Shazir. And like, we don't trust. How do you say your name? Shazir? Shaharazad? Yeah, but how do you Shazi. say Shazi. Shazi. Why do I keep fucking it up? I don't know, girl. Okay. I said it like five times. I know. I know. <laughs> Um, but like we come in and we're only trusting her. Obviously, everybody else either has their own agenda or I don't know. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's still up in the air. Well, we're going to keep reading and we hopefully will figure that shit out. Um, but the next group of pages that we are going to read are pages 59 to 148. And I don't know. I think. I think it's doesn't it hasn't started slow. I don't want to say that it started slow. It hasn't. Um, I think that it started off at like a medium pace. Yeah, I agree. And I'm hoping in the next group of chapters that just a little bit, just a little bit of shit hits the fan. Just a little bit. I want in the next couple chapters for there to be a little more passion. Girl, they just they I just don't care. met. I don't care. I want there to be a little more passion because like. I don't know. I would I would like a little more passion. Like I want her to be so conflicted. See, and that's what that's what I feel like it's building up to right now. Like they just okay. met each other. It's only been two days. And so they're getting to learn a little bit more about each other. Right. Like right. Shazi already had that conflict when she stepped up on the DS, like, damn, he's fine. <laughs> Fuck you though. <laughs> I want to get his perspective, you know, so, though. I want his perspective. Oh, I hope we do. That would if be we interesting. Don't, if we do not get his perspective, if we get everybody else's perspective, we haven't gotten his perspective, perspective I'm gonna yet. Be I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> I'm hoping that yeah. maybe at some point we'll get his perspective, because that'll be interesting. Yeah. Uh, with that being said, I want to say thank you guys for joining us on this episode. Hope to hear you guys next episode. And, oh, hear you guys. I don't know. Hope you guys hear us <laughs> I, I, I was about episode. to ask you. No, I wasn't going to let you get away nah. with that. I was like, huh? Nah, okay. Hope you guys tune in <laughs> to the next episode. There we go. There we go. Um, <laughs> with that being said, we love you guys. And always stay Wyatt at heart. Bye. Bye.